Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed, 7.52. Let's connect now with State Senator Steve McClure, Republican from Springfield. Get a recap of what happened at the State House with last week's veto session. Senator, uh, you guys are off until January 4th. Uh, what did you accomplish? What didn't you accomplish? And uh, how is it being in the uh, super minority in the Illinois Senate? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Greg. Well, obviously, new maps passed. They revoked the parental notification of abortions. Um, there was a criminal bill which died on the floor because there was no Republican input at all. Um, and, you know, I think overall, Greg, the atmosphere right now is extremely partisan. And uh, it's partisan just for the sake of being partisan. One of the bills uh, no Republican voted for because it allowed for an advisory commission which had two people to be appointed by the Speaker's office, two people to be appointed by the Senate President's office, and no Republicans. And so just petty little stuff like that is getting to the, to the point where, uh, you know, it's partisan just for the sake of being partisan, which is, is very sad at the moment. How do you bridge that divide? How do you bridge that gap, uh, considering that uh, Democrats have the super minority or super majority and they don't need Republicans on votes? I don't think the, I don't think you can bridge the gap until after this election. And I hope that Republicans win a lot more seats. And, you know, when you have a bill like the health care right of conscience bill, where 54,000 people from the public say that they do not want this bill. And, you know, you've got a bill like the Congressional Maps bill, where you have a lot of groups that are significant in this state and very active politically in this state say that it was so partisan and so and such a sham that they wouldn't even participate in the hearings. Uh, And when you have a bill like the parental notification of abortion bill, where you've got like, you know, the majority of people that are both pro-life and pro-choice are opposed to it, and that passes. I think enough of this stuff that the general public sees, the more likely it is that Republicans are going to have a much better year than Democrats during the next election. So all of this stuff doesn't just happen and then people forget about it. People are paying attention right now. So I think the Democrats need to be very careful what they're doing. They haven't been very careful at all. In fact, they've been spiking the football and damaging our state, I think they're going to pay the price for that. And that's going to, of course, force them, if that happens, to come back to the table and be a bit more bipartisan uh, to try to make up for the fact that they're going to lose a few seats in the next election. State Senator Steve McClure with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. He's in the Republican super minority in the Senate, and we'll be talking with State Senator Doris Turner, who's in the uh, the, the, the super majority in the Senate uh, as a Democrat from Springfield, uh, coming up a little bit later on. Uh, but Senator, uh, she she was one of the Democrats that voted against the changes to the Health Care Right of Conscience Act. Uh, so there was bipartisan opposition to that. It also barely passed the House with some Democrats voting voting against those changes. Uh, what does that tell you about uh, some of the the avenues where there could be, even though it's it might not be enough uh, opposition to kill a bill, uh, what does that tell you that, uh, that there could be bipartisan agreement on? Well, you know, I'm not sure at this moment what there is bipartisan agreement on, Greg, because, yes, she did vote against the 
health care right of conscience stuff, but she voted for the the re- repeal of the parental notification of abortions, which is really a gift to human traffickers. We know, and in, in, in fact, one of the testimonials uh, was read on the floor by Senator Rezin during the floor speech, that human traffickers uh, who force their victims to get abortions, particularly underage girls, uh, it's a gift to them when they don't have to notify parents. And so stuff like that is just so extreme, um, it's incredible. One area that we could be working in a way that is bipartisan is on crime, because it is a statewide emergency. There was a bill that was put to the floor that um, was to make some corrections to the horrendous criminal law bill that was passed in January. But even those corrections were done very badly, and I, I, I debated Senator Sims, who brought the bill to the floor, because he, you know, quite frankly, I have an expertise in criminal law uh, that Senator Sims does not as a former prosecutor. And, you know, Republicans, there are quite a few Republicans, actually, that have some sort of background in criminal law, including a former police officer, including other prosecutors. We were we were not even given a seat at the table. And so just picking apart little pieces of the bill that Senator Sims was presenting was very easy to do. It would be a lot more difficult to do that if we worked together on the language and, and, and everything else to try to address this emergency. Instead, instead, Greg, what's happened is while that bill was being debated and eventually died in the House, in the House they were debating a bill in which allowed for people who were serving their horrible, uh, I shouldn't say horrible, but serving their sentences for horrible crimes uh, were going to be allowed to vote while they're serving their prison sentences. So while we've got, we got people getting shot all over our state, getting murdered, uh, the concern has been uh, for, from some in the, in the Senate and in the House to make sure that, you know, the people doing the murdering, doing, doing the shooting can vote while they're in prison. But there's been nothing done to stop the shootings and to stop the murders. I think that's an area where we could work together. But the Democrats have to be willing to work with us. Well, just to be clear, I believe that uh, bill to allow for uh, those behind bars in state prisons, even convicted murderers, to vote stalled in the House. So we'll see if that advances at all when you guys come back in January. So you're off until then, Senator. Uh, the House, at least, extended through the end of this year. Who knows what happens in the new year? But uh, remote voting, how has that impacted our democracy? Uh, and it should uh, should you guys get back to being in person? legislators with in-person committee hearings in the in the same room at the Capitol. Uh, how has this all impacted uh, the ability for people to actually take part in their democracy? we got about a minute. It's made it less personal. And, you know, it's a lot easier to be nasty towards someone else or to not have a compromise when you don't have to see the person face-to-face. There are legislators that are abusing the remote uh, legislative process. And, you know, it's just kind of allowed for people that just don't want to come down to Springfield from Chicago to just stay in Chicago for no real reason. So to me, it's a bad thing. It needs to go. Everybody else that has to work has to show up to their job. So we need to, we need to be in person. You know, it's vital to our economy in Springfield that people show up in person. And it's vital to our state government that we actually get to talk to each other face-to-face and uh, get to converse after committee hearings on the floor in person. So to me, it's abused. It's, it's been abused. We need to all be in person. Um, if a person doesn't want to be in person in Springfield, then they should not run for the state Senate or the state house. State Senator Steve McClure, greatly appreciate your time. And uh, we'll chat again in the near future. All right. Be safe.